On this episode of the podcast, oh my gosh, I hated school. But leading a group of young leaders, I have to put those same principles that I hated into practice now. Check this out. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the After the Bell Rings podcast. I am your host, Micah Barnes. We are on the go today. And today's episode, um, well, we're on the go, which is why you might see or might hear some rain, uh, might hear some some cars run by because it might be outside <laughs> while Hurricane Dorian is passing by. But uh, I always got to present the people with a little bit of what they want. So, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of the story behind that as I watch cars pass by and ducks in the front yard. But uh, today's episode titled, I Hated School. And it really comes from, uh, as, as most of you know, I am the, uh, the coordinator or the director of a youth leadership program at a local YMCA. Uh, and with school just just being in session for maybe less than a month, about a month, something like that. So a lot of the kids come into the program and they're telling me stories about their new classes and uh, their experiences and things that they're learning and the topics covered and experiences with new classmates and everything like that. And it just kind of put me in the mind of <laughs> honestly, like why I hated school. And yeah, because like I hated school. So what I wanted to do is kind of give a little bit of uh, a little bit of brief insight as to why I hated school. Uh, so this clip right here comes from chapter eight in my book, Who Stole My Future, as to why exactly I hated school and why that feeling is kind of coming back on me. Check this out. I hated school, and I still do. Why, you ask? Because the way teachers were taught to teach wasn't the way I liked to learn. Our styles were different, to stay in the classroom and talk me to death. Whereas my style of learning is practical, not in the classroom because I'm mostly a visual and kinetic learner. If it moves and I can see it, I'll be more proactive in learning. The group classroom setting of a school bores me. I prefer more on-the-job training. As I mentioned in a previous chapter, my dad enrolled me in the TV class when I was a teenager. I look forward to that class more than school because it was hands-on and practical. The classes I took in school, who knows if I was going to use that stuff or what most of it was even used for. What I had to learn, though, was that everyone learns differently. I also learned that teachers must adapt to their students' learning styles. If the skill of teaching was an assembly line inside of a factory, then every kid that society produced would be a carbon copy of the previous one. Every kid would be the same, including having the same reading and writing style. Everything would be perfect. Yeah, perfectly boring. But thankfully, we don't live in that world. Now, let's be honest. There are teachers who treat their profession like a factory, like kids are just items on an assembly line. Why? 
people aren't the same. So why should we approach every student with the same learning method? If we don't adapt, we hold ourselves back and can't make the best use of our resources. So what's the best way to learn? Well, that all depends on the person. Some people are visual learners who learn best through pictures and videos and landmarks. Some are better auditory learners and they're great at listening to directions. Some learn best when they're reading a book, online article, or even a magazine. Others learn best when they are doing physical activities. Experiment with the different ways that help you learn and be creative. You may discover that you learn well in more than one way or even all ways. Whichever way you learn best, stick to your strengths and go all in. So I actually recorded that when well I recorded it, but I wrote that maybe I think in 20, either 2016 or 2017. And now in 2018 and 2019, 2018 is when I started my current position. Uh, so starting from 2018 into 2019, like that's really starting to come back on me because in my program, I, I have to stick to my strengths. School, even though I got good grades and um in college was able to achieve summa cum laude. So I had a I think I graduated with a 3.8 GPA in college. My strength was not school itself. My strength was not sitting in a classroom, taking notes, writing down what the teacher said and being in lecture halls and things like that. Like that was not my strength. That was boring to me. It bored me to tears anytime I had to go into class and sit down and take notes and do all of that. There was only one subject in school that I remember where I actually enjoyed the subject, and that was psychology. And I was one class as a prereq in in college. I think about either my sophomore, either my freshman or sophomore year in college. That was the only class. And to this day, like I still enjoy psychology. I still don't tell nobody this, but I still enjoy like people watching and watching people in different uh, social um, social aspects and social situations. But outside of that, man, school was not for me. I think that's why I chose my major of communications of TV and broadcast and radio was because I got a chance to actually be in the field. I got a, I got a chance to actually go to basketball games and go to football games and record live events and go to parties and, and record things and do interviews and uh, be on the radio and like things like that. Things that actually took me into the field where like where I could actually do something and make a difference. Like that was my kind of learning in high school. Nobody, nobody ever took you ever took me outside of outside of the classroom in order to do practical applications and that's why like i said i stick to my strengths so being leading a group of young leaders like that's my goal is to take them outside of of the classroom like to bring practical application to the classroom so like i'll let school talk about Saturn and why why something spins around the sun so many times or why the population goes this way and whatever. 
talk about politics, talk about all of that. That's fine. But what I want to do is take those same concepts and bring them to the real world. Things like cooking classes and talk about reactions, talk about mixtures and and things like that. Like how to how to support yourself in a real world, in a real environment, because at 14, 15, 16, 17, you don't really know how the concepts that you're learning at that age are going to play out into the real world. So what I like to do, my job is to say, look, even though you don't know how these things are going to play out, I'm going to teach you these skills now so that when you eventually learn how they're going to play out, you'll be set. You're familiar with the, with the situation. You're familiar with the subject. So you'll be better apt to survive in that particular environment, in that particular situation. So that's why we do cooking classes. Uh, that's why in a couple months, that's why we're um, we're going to start uh, start building, start building more leadership skills and like actually having them actually having the teams plan events. I got a couple girls right now who are actually planning a um, like they love pets. So their job is going to be to host an event, host a, a pet adoption where they'll put a lot of different events and do um, uh, do snacks and treats for dogs as well as snacks and treats for people. Just as stuff because that's going to be nasty for both of them. Yeah, dogs feed <laughs> dogs and people food and people with dog food and it's gonna, I know it's going to be some, if that does happen, I know it's going to be some oddball. Be like, hmm, these, <laughs> these, people, these treats are nice. Can I have a recipe? He's like, nah, <laughs> nah, dog, that's dog food. <laughs> that's dog food. Don't even put that back. You're on the wrong side of the table. But uh, yeah, I just like to bring practical application or uh, the skills that they learn in the classroom and provide the practical application in my youth leadership program. So even though I hated school, hated, hated, hated school, hated sitting in a classroom, hate, hated walking in and sitting down at a desk and watching the teacher write something down on a board and having me take notes. I wanted to get outside of the classroom. I wanted to do something practical. I wanted to do something real, something that I was going to be able to survive with in the real world, because after stuff that you learn in school. You're not really going to learn. But once you and I take the I don't even know the um, the theory, but well, the, the name of the theory doesn't come to mind right off the top. But the more the more senses that you are exposed to while you're learning, the more you're apt to remember it. So like if, for example, with our cooking classes. We can combine the smell and combine the look. We can combine the feel of different uh, of different foods. So you'll be more apt to remember how to cook those foods. You'll be more uh, like those situations will be more relevant to you. And you'll remember better. And the taste, too. So, uh, yeah, just taking those practical applications, applications that they learn in school and then making them real. So that's my leadership program and um, it's just a different way of learning. It's, it's a compliment. It's not in lieu of, it's not instead of, it's, it's a compliment. We need both, but I have my place and uh, we're, we're building young leaders. Uh, we're preparing, preparing teenagers for the future.
here's my challenge. My challenge to you is whether you lead a group of young people, whether it's a team or a club or a classroom, or if you're just in charge of one or two teens or one or two young people, my challenge to you is to put them in situations, encourage them to learn concepts that where they're going to focus on real world applications, things that are help them survive in the real world. Things like how to budget money, how to how to cook, uh, how to support a family, maybe if they're older. Uh, and then some of the younger ones may be able to latch on to that. Some of them who have younger brothers or younger sisters, uh, like my little just had a uh, my little brother from Big Brothers, Big Sisters. My little just uh, has a new has a newborn sister. So he'll be able to latch on to uh, taking care of somebody else and being a good example. So I encourage you to put them in real world situations where they'll learn how to uh, how to survive in the real world. So guys, I have some really exciting news. Um, my many of you who are familiar with the podcast know that we have my teens have a smoothie bar that we call Taffy. Well, Taffy was shut down, but now we've brought we've brought it, now we brought it back as a cafe. So we're doing open mic nights every single Friday uh, at the YMCA at the Winston YMCA. So open mic nights every single YMCA. Every single Friday at the Winston YMCA's, we're doing uh, spoken word. We have people come out to do poetry. People come out to do uh, to sing. Uh, people come out to tell stories. And it's really a chance for the the city to express themselves, uh, for teens to express themselves, and behind the stage, behind the scenes, they're learning. Uh, they're really learning tools on how to manage their own business uh things that they're going to learn when they get into the workforce whether they work for somebody else or whether they decide to work for themselves so right now uh we've decided to make or we're making taffy smoothie bar and cafe a breeding ground or a training ground for them to hone their skills look i am inviting you guys every single friday to come out to the wednesday ymca at 6 30 doors open at 6 30 um it is five dollars at the door, I and mean, it is a real treat inside. Uh, so you get spoken word, poetry, uh, storytelling, music, anything you can you can think of that allows the city, that allows our teens to express themselves. I want you guys to come out and witness this, because man, it is some real talent out here in the city. So come on down to the Winston YMCA every single Friday at six thirty. $5 at the door, man, it is a real treat, man. Bring your, bring your lady. Last night, it was kind of, or last Friday, it was kind of a, it turned into almost like a date night because there was a lot of couples in the building. So if you're in that position, uh, ladies, gentlemen, um, bring your significant other out there. It's a real inexpensive date night. So come on out.